greatest mic check ever is in an episode of King of the Hill. Hank Hill does like a mic check for like some concert. And he's like, I'm Hank Hill. This is me doing a mic check. It's so good. Wow. All right. We are recording. We are recording. And that All was right. an intro by Josh Wells. There you go. Hell yes. Yeah. Let him know. A big, big King of the Hill fan. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to Food Addict. I'm Anthony Quinn, and I guess the cat's out of the bag. We have Josh Wells with us. What's up, Josh? <laughs> What's going on, man? Uh, despite the King of the Hill talk, uh, I'm not a propane guy. <laughs> Come on, Josh. And you like that. <laughs> I know you like the politically incorrect propane, too. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's the politically incorrect propane? Stop joshing me, Josh, okay? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I know. I'm going to have to Google it. Am I going to end up on a list if I Google it? You're, I'm canceled because of my propane. All right. <laughs> okay, so, so what this podcast is about. Josh, for those of you who may not know, is uh, a comedian in New Jersey, um, a, you know, a pro comic. He's been doing it for a long time. And um, he's my friend, somebody I like uh, kidding around with. He's been on my podcast, my other podcast, quite a few times. Um, he's got the Quinspiracy belt right now. <laughs> I do, I do. I am, I am the reigning, defending, undisputed heavyweight champion of Quinspiracy. <laughs> and she, oh, actually, you know what? You're, Sherry's like got the belt, but you're like the intercontinental champion. <laughs> Oh man! Wow, that sounds like a challenge. I feel like I feel like I'm on the up. This is like the pro wrestling territory days, where you do really good in one territory, so they start sending you to other territories to make more money. You're like Tito Santana, dude. Okay, Tito Santana was a legend, or is a legend. He's still alive. I'm pretty sure. The inter- he was the Intercontinental Champion, I think, forever, dude. I don't know if anybody else even was. <laughs> well, like, that was kind of like the messed up thing with the Intercontinental title at, at first. It felt like WWE's way of being like, this is the minority title. <laughs> That's why you're bringing so it back. Give- you're bringing, you're so throwing it. guys like cheap. Go ahead. Go ahead. A guy like Tito Satana who could work, outwork anybody, but he was never going to get the top belt, you know? Ariba, isn't that what they had him say? <laughs> uh, he, I mean, yeah, Ariba. He was a bullfighter at one time. I mean, yeah. <laughs> put you in WWE. WWE will put you in every racist box they can find. Oh my god. Okay, so this is not a professional wrestling podcast, but we are both professional wrestling fans from back in the day. I don't really get into it that much anymore, um, but I I really liked it when I was a kid. Um, this podcast is about my food addiction and just general food. I talk about cooking. Um, right now, Josh, I'm trying not to get food tonight. Okay. I'm not hungry. I had a huge sandwich for lunch. I had some donuts for breakfast and I had my can of beans. I had a, 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 a interview before this talk show guy. Um, and so I, I showered up. Um, I actually thought Andrew had his mic tonight, but it's next weekend. Um, I was on the way there, and Andrew called me and said, no, I don't have my mic. So uh, I, I came back. I had eaten my beans, a whole can of beans, and I'm full. I am full. That's good. But Josh, I live so close to Wendy's. I mean, <laughs> stone's throw, dude. Stones fucking throw. They're open till midnight. 
I mean, we're, we're we're to the point now almost where I can't order Italian takeout food. I mean, I could probably do it for the next 10 or 15 minutes. <laughs> that, would, that, would, that window of opportunity. I, am, I, am I ruining your window of opportunity? No, you're helping me. You're helping me get through it. Wow, okay. Because right, I don't want, I'm telling yeah, I'm you. Glad, I'm glad I can help. I'm not hungry, dude. I'm not hungry, but I want food. Because I right. just I just want to indulge, you know. I want. Yeah, I wanna, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say that makes sense. Well, yeah, I mean, there's there's no mic tonight. I can't get on a stage. I did have a decent interview. Um, there's some other stuff going on. My baby's great. I mean, the thing about addiction, Josh, is if it's good, if it's if the day's good, if it's bad, if it's snowing, if it's raining, if it's sunny. <laughs> if it's my but it's my birthday josh <laughs> right you know? right well especially on your birthday but i'm saying is i can't, i'm i'm like morbid i'm beyond morbidly obese dude you know um and the reality is dude i mean i'm gonna break down at some point so it's like just because it's my fuck on my birthday i should actually eat better because I'm getting older. <laughs> yeah, if you really want to celebrate life, right? <laughs> and I think that's a big problem. Um, and even like the tone, you know, have you ever struggled with your weight, Josh? Um, I mean, like, I, I hate to say I have struggled with my weight, like, uh, but like I've had like times in my life where like I kind of was like getting a beer gut going and like people would point it out and like that would really... Uh, spark my insecurities, you know. Oh, did you say that happened at work somewhere? Yeah, you you talked about that on the other podcast. Oh, uh, conspiracy! Yeah, yeah, I was trying to turn conspiracy into this podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I had like I, I can remember a distinct time where like there was like a couple of coworkers that he started picking on me for it. One of them Whoa. actually grabbed my belt belly in the hallway, and she was like, "Yo, what's this about?" And I was like, "Holy shit!" I kind of was like. I kind of didn't notice that. Like, I'd kind of been letting myself go. And this is, like, before <laughs> was I she, ever, was like, she, was, she, was she a pretty chick that did it? Was she? Uh, I mean, she's uh, moderately. Uh, I mean, that's what's the matter, though, right? Like, I think it could have been any. It could have been anybody. And it was going to hurt just the same, you know? Uh, I was like, oh, shit. There's a... There's another guy, I'll never forget, like, he caught me in the break room, like, I was stretching for something, I don't know what, I was reaching for something, and you know how, like, when you reach, like, the bottom of your shirt comes up, and, like, like the bottom of my belly, like, came out, and he compared me to somebody in the office that we worked with that was bigger than me. He was like, oh, oh you're gonna God. be the next so-and-so, and I was like, oh, that, it really hurt, you know, I was like, I was like, I don't wanna be the next so-and-so, is it that bad, and, like... About like a week later, I started running. Uh, I was like, I was like, enough's enough, man. <laughs> You're gonna be the next Anthony Quinn, dude. <laughs> but, but like, I think the I think the funny thing is like, I didn't quit drinking. I quit, I started running. I was like, well, I'm not gonna quit drinking. So like, I was like, I, I like I I'm drinking beer. Uh, I I I eat a ton of fast food. I'm probably, I was probably way worse then. I was like drinking a lot of soda still at that time. Oh, soda, uh, soda, which I don't empty. Drink. Empty calories will kill you. Um, yeah, like I'm like sugar. pretty much off soda now. Like I'll have like a root beer every now and then as a treat. But so, so let me ask you a quick question about so and so. That guy named so and so. We'll call him. Yeah, Henry. I don't want to say his name. We'll call him. Hen we'll call him Henry so and so. Okay, that's Henry. Yeah, Henry so and so. <laughs> so 
I mean, was he a guy that was just a kind of a prick or was he just a prick about that one thing? Because sometimes it's weird. Like somebody could be a great person and a great all-around dude and then they have some kind of weird thing about weight and physical appearance. Well, it was like, uh, like I was getting compared to, uh, so I was getting compared to Henry so-and-so. Say, and the guy was like, he was kind of like an odd bird. Like he, like he was all right and he's like very sociable, but. I don't know, like, he was, like, kind of easy to make fun of in the office, so he, it's like... He, he probably wanted so, to bang like, you, Josh. He probably wanted to bang you or kill you and shove you in his crawl space. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I probably will... Maybe I'll fit now, now that I don't have as much of a beer gut. No, he wanted you to not fit so he can push you push you in harder. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, uh, well, that... Why I, why I ask that question is because it just amazes me sometimes. And, you know, you deal with this with the tall thing. I kid with you about being tall a lot. Um, but really, I mean, I mean, the way we, it doesn't, does it hurt your feelings the way I say it? It doesn't really, right? No, no. I, the tall stuff never hurts my feelings. Like, uh, <laughs> I, I'm six foot seven. I feel like I should say that just so people listening. I hope it doesn't me. hurt your feelings. You fuck. <laughs> the uh, amount of but, women, you, the amount of women you've got, probably because of it, doesn't hurt my feelings. Uh, <laughs> yo, I I hear that so much. That like women like tall guys. I don't know, man. I don't feel like that's a thing. But whatever. Um, <laughs> you haven't been five seven and try to get a try to get a woman, okay? <laughs> There we go. But I just wish people wouldn't take it so lightly that, like, it's not easy being tall. Like, I'm <laughs> six or seven, and, and, and the world is not the world's not built for me. They don't build things big dude, enough for me. Dude, I think we got your next name for your next album. I think that's it, dude. <laughs> Josh Wells, it's not easy being tall. I think we got it, dude. We just got something it's done. Not, Holy dude. shit. <laughs> you, should see me, you should see me on a plane, in a backseat. Okay, uh, oh my God. chairs so chairs aren't built for me so so people do these little covert things right and for you i mean it probably like you know annoyed you and hurt you but if you're somebody that really hasn't struggled with your weight then i mean you were kind of just like okay i'll start running and uh, you did a yeah. positive thing but when you're somebody who like medicates with food and maybe has some other issues and you know, you never know if somebody was heavy and then they lost weight and now they're gaining a little back. So it's hard. I, You know, I think, like, if I see somebody and I know them well and it was, like, Christmas time or something, I'll be like, whoa, getting a little beefy. You know, I'll joke around about it. Um, but, I, but I won't say it more than once. And, I, you know, if they have a weird reaction to it, I won't ever say it again. Um... But so I'm saying is like, you know, life's too short to catch a resentment about every little thing. But you can just tell sometimes people have that covert shit that they do. And um, right. and that's what um, it, it, it hurts us. It hurts us sometimes because we just we don't we don't necessarily acknowledge it, but it goes into our subconscious and becomes part of, you know, who we are sometimes. You know, if you've had your uncles and your family or your, you know, people that work doing that to you for so long it sinks in and kind of becomes part of you in a way i think i don't know yeah i mean that makes sense i mean uh you know like it's weird um i mean i, I guess like the only way i can relate to it is like 
uh, you know, it's almost like I got bullied into running, you know, uh, and a part of me is kind of grateful for it in a way, but then like, but then when I started running and like really getting into it, cause when I first started running, like I got way into it. I was running like five, I got to play where I was running like five to eight miles, like every day of the Did week. Did you used to run? I were you in cross country in high school or something? Were you in like, were you in track? No. Track? no, no, I started running at like. 27 or 28 okay. i never yeah. ran before that i never I, I hated running in gym class like i just i was like i'm never gonna be a runner i always thought phys- being physically fit was for suckers i was kind of like a lift ass <laughs> die young guy up until that point i was like who cares about good health man you know like uh, uh <laughs> that's but, how everyone is in their 20s though josh right right <laughs> and i'm kind of grateful for that too i enjoyed that lifestyle but you know enough was enough at some point uh, and then once I got really into running, I got really skinny, like super skinny, like probably like an unhealthy skinny, like, uh, and people, and it's it, like the, it's like everything went to the other side of the spectrum. Like people were like calling me out for my beer gut. And then like a year, year and a half later, everyone's telling me I'm too skinny. I'm too skinny. And that started getting to me and I would run less and I would eat more. And I, <laughs> I, I, I just like, I was like, I don't want to be. I don't, I, I'm tired of people coming. It's weird to be six foot seven and super skinny. Like you look like a fucking uh, a spaghetti noodle. You know what I'm saying? Like you start, yeah, start looking like something like from the Nightmare Before Christmas or something. Right? Yeah. Like, like, oh fuck, I'm slender, man. You know? And like, you start, and like it just like, like you said, you said it creases your subconscious. For me, it was like very much in my front consciousness. Like it was, I, I. Oh, it's, it's both places. But sometimes I'm yeah. saying little tiny things people do, especially, you know, when you're somebody that, you know, um, has a problem with your weight and has had a problem with your weight. So I ask people sometimes about this. W- did you get teased when you were a kid? Was there something they called you or something? Did you have like a name the kids teased you with or something or no? Uh, I mean, uh, I like I had it really bad like in middle school and people called me uh, Big Head and Curly Sue because I had curly <laughs> hair and a big head my, and my curly hair made my head look bigger so Big Head and Curly Sue so that stuff kind of like that's a pretty uh, those are pretty hard that's a pretty harsh man whoa Curly Sue a uh, Curly Sue was really mean and there was like some movie that came out called Curly Sue like the year that they gave me the name so it was like it was it was bad I ended up uh, I, I like. It was it was kind of just like a, a, a synchronicity of sorts. But I ended up moving halfway across the globe to get away from it because my dad. I was going to school in Jersey. That's where I was getting picked on and being called Curly Sue and Big Head. And my dad was doing uh, military stuff in South Korea, and uh, he was like, "Hey, why don't you come out and live with me?" Uh, not because I was getting picked on. He just wanted me to go out there. So I was like, "Okay, I'm going to go." And I got to tell you, one of the main reasons I went was like, this is a new start. Like, I'm not Curly Sue in South Korea. I'm going to go, I'm going to cut my hair, and I'm going to be like a new person, you know? So yeah. I feel like I've never, I don't, I don't think I've ever had like weight problems, but I definitely have like self-image issues. And like, they probably are like rooted in like sixth grade bullshit. <clears throat> Dude, I've seen people that got treated on the school bus like you would not believe. You know, it probably yeah. affected their soul. I was always okay. Um, you know, I mean, the fat stuff. But, you know, it's like when people call you fat, they stop at that kind of, you know. So in right. a way, looking at it like I was fat. <laughs> they yeah. called me fat and I was fat. But um, 
you know, once they start getting personal and, you know, a lot of times it's because they're jealous of you, they're getting mistreated. I mean, it's, it's, and a lot of the people that get bullied, um, more in, uh, that's what, like, yeah, they wind up being the most successful people and the happiest later on in life, you know, um, but there's trauma, like you said, you know, you have trauma from it. These, these, uh, oh, did you have to fight and stuff like that? No, I wasn't a fighter. I would run from fights. People would like threaten to kick my ass a lot or challenge me to fights, and I would just run away or not show up. That was my thing. So you went to South Korea? Uh, yeah, I lived in South Korea for like a year and three months. Uh, oh, my God. For my whole eighth grade year and a little bit of my seventh grade year. Oh, my God. Did you did you uh, start to speak Korean? No, I lived, on a, it's, I lived on a military base, so it was like a very Americanized version experience of South Korea. Were, were you by you know, like, an army were, base? Were you by Seoul? Well, I was on the most southern tip. Uh, okay. It's called Pusan, South Korea. And um, I was like pretty much on the most southern tip of the peninsula. But South Korea is not that big. So we weren't that far from Seoul. I went to Seoul a few times. I was in like a soccer tournament in Seoul. That was kind of cool. Dude, I heard. And it would put, yeah, I heard. As an adult, you want to go to Seoul? It's fucking awesome. I heard. <laughs> I would love to go back now that I'm older. Because, like, honestly, like, as a kid, the things I liked about it the most as a kid is like we would go off base, right? Like you go off base, you just had to make sure you had your ID with you, otherwise they weren't letting you back on base. But when you went off base, it was wild uh, for like four reasons. One, uh, the arcades. The arcades are incredible. Uh, two, the candy, uh, South Korean candy was just amazing and wacky and wow. we never had anything like it in America. Yeah. Oh my and then, God. Uh, BB, BB guns were legal and I shit you not, kids used to go off base and buy BB guns like on shit. There would just be tables with stacks of BB guns in boxes and you would buy them and kids would walk around the military base with BB guns strapped on them like in their, in their belt, like in their pants and like the military police hated us for it. They hated us for it. It was like every kid had a BB gun. It was, it was so, it was, it was actually really fun. I'm strapped. Also, I'm strapped. <laughs> yeah. We were, you know, every kid was strapped, man. It was like, it was like a rite of passage past like sixth or seventh grade. Like, so, you how, better so how was the food over there? You. How was the food? You ate mostly military base food or did you, did you eat like, yeah, how was their food? No, I wasn't very adventurous. Uh, my, <laughs> my, uh, my stepmom, so my dad remarried a, a Korean woman and, uh, she, uh, she cooked Korean food for herself like almost every night and we had something different for her every night and like <laughs> I I wasn't very adventurous at the time. It all Korean like, food me, is like, great, oh, dude. What? Korean food is awesome. I know, like I, I was I was a dumb twelve year old. I was like, <laughs> I want burgers and Coca Cola, you know? Like I was stupid. I if I knew then what I do now, uh, first off, I wouldn't be a dumb kid. But, you know, like, uh, uh, now, yeah, I, I would definitely fuck with some kimchi. But uh, back then, I was just like, oh, it smells funny. I don't want to try oh, it. Oh, no, they have bagogi. You know? Bagogi, they have, they cook all kinds oh, of Oh, you know what? I did, I did fuck with bagogi, though. Bagogi was the shit. Okay. We definitely, okay. yeah. All right, like so. fried meat. Yeah, all right, so you're minimalizing a little. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, maybe a bit. But, I mean, of course, like, bulgogi is like, oh, look at this deep-fried meat, and it's like a, uh, in like a capsule. I don't know, it's like there, really... There's all it, different kinds. Like I used to get the kind that you make like a lettuce wrap out of it. It's fucking awesome. So, anyway, um, so that's cool, man. 
That is awesome that you had that experience and then you came back to Jersey City? Or you came uh, back to well, Jersey? Yeah, North Bergen, whatever. North you know, Bergen, yeah. You came, you came back to North Bergen and then you went to high school and there was no problems? None, none. I was, once I got, well, first off in South Korea, like, I kind of learned to be cool in South Korea. Like, uh, cool. I really embraced that fresh start thing. Actually, you know what I did? I have a bit about this too, but I shit you not. Uh, I cut my hair so I couldn't be Carly Sue anymore. But also, I lied to everybody I became friends with and told them I had sex in America. I told them I wasn't a virgin. <laughs> and that shit, Anthony, that shit worked because kids are dumb. They're like, oh, you're so cool. You had sex. I was fucking lying my ass off. And, like, people would ask me how it was. And, like, I would just make shit up about it. It was wild. And uh, that, I'm, I'm telling you, it helped me a lot, man. It helped me a lot. You were I mean, a poon hound. I'm a poon hound, man. <laughs> Yeah, boys in eighth grade, like, that's it. That's all you need to be cool, you know? It's just... Dumb. That's awesome, dude. You, that so, was a power move. <laughs> so that kind of helped me, like... That kind of helped me be cool out there. And so, like, I think, like, I got, like, a little self-confidence out there. So when I came back to America, I came back to Jersey finally. Like, I was ready to integrate, you know? And uh, it was freshman year of high school. So it was, like, it was, like, a fresh start for everybody in that school, too. Like, it was a little weird. Like, a lot of people had friends already from their eighth grade class. But I think... A lot of people like embrace that fresh start thing. So uh, yeah, and you coming back from South out. Korea, you had a lot of shit to say. Oh yeah, I was just in. Um, yeah. I was just in South Korea. Now I'm back in Jersey, right. but uh, you're cool. <laughs> yeah, I had sex I'm, over I'm there. Did you tell the people in Jersey that you had sex in South Korea? <laughs> no, no, no. I, 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 I don't. I don't know why I didn't, but I did. Because <laughs> you could have had sex in South Korea very easily. <laughs> I guess I just felt like. Uh, I guess I just felt like. I lived a lie long enough. Like I didn't want to. I didn't want to keep doing it. You know, just like I kind of realized how dumb it was. Because the thing is, like I dug myself into a hole. Once I started talking about it, uh, I couldn't back out. You know, as long as I was in South Korea, that's it. I was that. I was the boy who had sex in America, and that was that. Like I could never not be that. Dude, otherwise, I would have been ruined. Yo, been them ruined. Americans, man. Lie. Them kids from New Jersey, they start young, man. They're like knocking boots and shit. <laughs> They're knocking boots in seventh grade, man. Holy fuck! All right, so yeah, man. Um, so nobody gets out unscathed, Josh. You know, I mean, no, we can totally all sit not. around and feel sorry for ourselves, and that's why I talk about this kind of stuff because there's other people that have gone through this, and I think you're a great example. And excellent fucking example of somebody who didn't let them get it down uh didn't let it get them down and you just used it as a tool um to get a fresh start and uh i mean i'm not saying you don't still hate yourself in a lot of ways because you are stand-up <laughs> comic. <laughs> but but at least you know stand-up comics at least we're i think a lot of us are, are somewhat in touch with our emotions and in touch with our our um our indiscretions, you know, our faults. Yeah, almost a little too much sometimes. Yeah, yeah, but I, Aunt Josh, if you ask me, do I want bad news or good news? I'm gonna ask for the bad news. You know, you want? I mean, I want good news, but if you said I have bad news and I have good news, I'm asking for the bad news first. Oh uh, yeah, me too. You know, I'm asking. Because it doesn't matter. Because. Go ahead. Just knowing that there is bad news is going to ruin the good news anyway. So yeah. it's like you might as well hear it. And usually the good news is bullshit 
to make you feel better about the bad news. <laughs> I have a wizard hat, Josh. It transfers over to this show too, buddy. Hell <laughs> oh, yeah. Hell oh, yeah. Of course it does. Wizards don't get time off, man. So also I wanted to say this, dude. Yo, your girlfriend is fucking pretty cool, dude. Yeah, she is very cool. Um, yeah, she's... Uh, if you want to hear a wild story, uh, she just cut a chunk of her finger off today. Oh my God, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, she was. Uh, she was, and it's food related. She was making dinner. Okay, oh, uh, she, she was. Yeah, she was saying about that New York Times thing. Did she? She just. She didn't cut it off though. She just. She just cut herself. Nah, pretty but bad. like a chunk, uh, healthy. Like not like the whole temporary, but like a chunk. Like the doctor told her she's gonna have like a deformity she's gonna have what a deformity like at the end of her finger like she's gonna be slightly deformed oh my god holy shit are you yeah, gonna pretty bad. you're gonna keep her around <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i'm sorry you cut off the only part of you that i loved <laughs> so i i was i was actually out for a run and she was calling me oh that uh, sucks that's you, terrible to tell me what to tell me that happened and I don't answer the phone when I'm running but she called me two times in a row and I was like uh maybe this is something important so you guys had to, had like, to go oh, rush shit. to the hospital yeah well we went to like an urgent care by us uh and, you know we got her we got her wrapped up she gotta go back there in two days and uh yeah that, that's been my night so uh and that's that's all food's fault if it wasn't for food that would have never happened and what was she cooking uh polio and Frank Kingsley, hold on. Let me double check with her. What were you cooking? <laughs> we have to get the we have to get the facts on Polio this. Polio and fricassee. Yeah. Polio and fricassee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what she was making. She she's laughing. She loves it. Either that or they put her on painkillers. She, she is she is a fancy woman. Uh, Let uh, me tell you, she is a fancy woman. You got a good one there, Josh. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Even if she fucked up her finger. <laughs> <laughs> Tell her she's got uh, nine more. She's got nine more. Okay. <laughs> oh man. No, I'm so go ahead. That's the adventure we've been on today. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it'll get better. I, my personal experience with these sort of things, it always seems worse when it first happens. But if you take yeah. care of it, it always heals better. And um you know, a lot of times if it did if you didn't cut the finger off, it'll be fine. So Yeah. So, anyway, um, so I I was gonna get into this because I know um I was gonna say I know your girlfriend likes to cook <laughs> when she's not when she's not well, you now, know well now she we're talking about trauma now she's gonna have trauma to deal with <laughs> no so so what's so what let me talk about you do you cook Josh what is a Josh Wells meal if you have to cook <laughs> talk to me right no, now. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a big cook, man. I'm a big takeout guy. Uh, that's what I'm saying. If, uh, man, I swear, like I, I might have like died in this pandemic from. So you my can't cook at all. Through, are you uh, are you bullshitting me, Josh? Are you playing I mean, with I Anthony Quinn? I, I can, but I know I'm not good at it, and I don't enjoy doing it. So it's like it's just this thing where like I just eat copious amounts to take out or like microwave stuff. So say like you that had to cook process. something. Say say we said Josh. You have to go to the supermarket <laughs> and you have to buy groceries and you have to cook. There's there's a very important executive coming to meet you oh, no. and they're going to book you possibly oh, 
you know, for some big shows, Josh, but they want you to cook. They want you to cook. What are you going to cook? I'm, I'm ordering out. There's no way I'm cooking to impress people. You're going to no lie? Way. Would I you lie? Would you order I, it out and put it in a pot like you cooked it? <laughs> uh, no, I'd be upfront. I'm embarrassed of my cooking. I don't like to cook for other people. I'm embarrassed. Like, I just, I, don't, I feel like people are going to judge me. They're like, what is this? I think like, you're awful. holding out on me, Josh. I think there's like a specialty I'm not, meal. I'm not. Have, no? I'm I'm really bad at cooking. I'm just not good at it, man. I just like I don't have a pa- I don't have a passion for it. I don't have heart for okay, it. Okay, all right. So okay. Like, I- so so what's your what's your girl's favorite dish that she cooks? I mean I mean what what, uh, what what's your favorite dish that your 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 lovely woman cooks? I mean, she, yo, she goes in. I always feel bad because, like, I like all this stupid, simple stuff, right? Like, she came out with, like, pork chops and broccoli the other night. I'm like, this is such a good meal, but it's, like, <laughs> the easiest thing she cooks. I'm such a basic bitch, you know? Like, Dude, pork chops are hard to cook right, Josh. She probably cooks them perfect. I'm, yeah, they're great. They're, they're amazing. I love them. I'm such a good pork chop Are they guy. breaded such and fried? Under- are they breaded and fried, no. or are they roasted? No, no, not... No, not breaded. We don't bread a whole lot here. We're like, she'll bread chicken sometimes. <laughs> we're non-bread people. <laughs> we don't bread anything here. Um, pork chops don't need bread, man. Pork chops are, like, perfect the way they are. Well, I'm saying, but you got to know how to cook them. You got to know how to make them soft and, and, and you know, it's and you got to have the good bone pork chops. Were they bone pork chops? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got to have the bone in there. So all right, yeah, I would probably, I would probably fuck those up. So is that that's your favorite meal, pork chops? <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm all over the place. I I'm very basic. I'm like a meat and a vegetable man. Like uh well, think man. just think, okay, Josh. I like think with me. What the last time she made something, and you were like, "Wow, that was really good." Except pork chops. <laughs> <laughs> It'd probably be like uh, like uh, like a clam linguine kind of combo stuff like that. Wow, you are a lucky guy. I just want to say that you have somebody. Oh no, she goes in. Yeah, you she goes some... in. Yeah, I'm, I'm. Yeah, I'm like I'm. I'm, I'm selling it short because like I like the basic bullshit. But no, like we we there's like shellfish, salmon, uh, uh, pasta dishes. Uh, and you're good like, with like seafood. You, said, well, I mean, you like all the seafood and everything. You're, so you're not a picky yeah. eater. I'm not anymore. No, like I was. You know what's weird? Um. I mean, I'm slightly picky. I don't like beans. Whoa! You don't like, like the if, most healthiest I, thing you could eat on the fucking planet? <laughs> I, I know, I know, I know. They are like really good for you, and I, I like. It's, I just don't, I don't like their. T- I don't like beans or mushrooms or peas. I don't like mushy vegetables, man. Mushrooms is superfood, dude. Mushrooms are so good for you, man. I know, I know. You know, it's weird. Like if there's like. And it's weird, like, if there's, like, a mush, if it's, like, a mushroom gravy, like, I can fuck with that, you know what I'm saying? Like, if there's, like, a few beans in, in the rice or something, like, What I don't you like about beans, though? What don't, there's so many different ways to texture. Their texture, they're, like, they're, like, this, they got that thin film on the outside and then this mush on the inside. It's disgusting. You should right? see me eat my raw can of beans every day. <laughs> I, I I mean I might bring I'm them sure to Wawa, Wawa next time and eat them in front of you. <laughs> do it, man. Do it. Just to see you. Maybe score. I'll get the maybe I'll get the urge. I, I'm always like, and I'll give them a try every now and then. I'll be like, oh, maybe I'll like beans now. It's just never. I just I never like them. You probably like refried beans, though, right? Nah, no. Refried beans are gross to me. 
Really? Whoa, Josh. I'm not crazy about refried beans either, but I love black beans. Um, and there's all kinds of ways to cook them. Okay. So, so you, you said you used to be a picky eater and now maybe, uh, okay. I also don't like eggplant. Whoa, you're getting kind of picky here, Josh. Well, you mean... Uh, yeah, I guess I am a picky eater. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. A lot of people don't like eggplant. The thing about eggplant is you got to get it from a really good place. You know, I'm getting so fucking hungry now, too. What is it? It's 944. <laughs> no, okay, I can't get takeout now. Takeout is closed. It's funny. It's funny because we're talking about the food I don't like to eat, and you're like, "This is getting me hungry." It's like the stuff that doesn't get me hungry. Because, dude, I can, I would actually be able to get you like an eggplant hero that you would like. You know what I'm saying? Because it's so breaded, uh, it's so breaded. I know you would never try it because you're a pain in the ass. <laughs> so I hey, mean, what happened to my cheesesteak the other night? That was fucking brutal. What you guys did to it. Uh, first off, I didn't do it. I just took a picture of it. But when you left your cheesesteak there and you were gone for like already, like a half hour already, it was like, you're not coming back, right? So someone eat it. Dude, I was so pissed about that. And we were like 15 minutes away. you going to come back for it? We were like 15 minutes away and Andrew's like, dude, if we go back, it's going to be like an extra half an hour, 45 minutes. And I was like, don't worry about it. I probably shouldn't eat it. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. I knew someone was going to eat it, but they just didn't eat the bun or like the cheese. It just looks uh, like well, the person who ate it. The person who ate it is on a uh, quote unquote diet, so they're not eating bread right now. But no, the cheese was there. I don't even think they ate all the mushrooms. They just kind of like you know, you know, it was just to me. it was like a sab. It was like a forensic files. You know, <laughs> it was like a, a a crime scene, dude. They just gutted it, man. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and someone else, someone else left pizza there that night yeah i saw that i probably would have eaten the pizza i probably wouldn't have i didn't know that that was nobody's um <laughs> but realistically josh i didn't need that half a cheesesteak i didn't even need the whole cheesesteak you know what i'm saying i mean right. i have no business ordering a cheesesteak that time of night and i'm really really gonna try to not eat after eight o'clock you know i'm i'm gonna really try man because uh, I'm I'm not getting any younger, brother, and uh, no, you're right. you know you're right. You're not. <laughs> but you know, dude, there might not be an Anthony Quinn for you to fucking pick on anymore, for you to bully when you're uh, on stage. <laughs> you'll get it together. You'll get it together. You'll figure it out, man. Yeah, you no, do it for I, the baby. You know what I'm you saying? You have a baby now. This is one of the things, Josh. I've done it so many times, brother. I've lost 60 to 80 pounds probably five or six times. So I know what it takes, but I know this sounds crazy. This sounds terrible, but I just don't want to do it. You know? Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm building I mean, up to it. I'm building up to it, but it's just so much work, dude. You know? I mean, I have to eat beans. I If I do this the way I'm supposed to do it, the way I've done it before, not eating beans is not an option for me. I mean, I love beans, but I don't know. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm just <laughs> trying to like, well, like every time I eat something bad, like I'm like, for, like you were talking earlier uh, in the podcast about how like you have a Wendy's right around the corner. Like I have like so many like, 
dumb food options near me. Uh, the worst being a, a White Castle, which is 24-7. Uh, I have a quick check that's 24-7. How close uh, are you to the White Castle? How close How close are you to the White Castle? Two blocks. Wow, Josh. I have a diner. I have like a diner four blocks from me. Another diner like not that much farther away. So you could walk. Uh, Chinese. You could walk two blocks to the White Castle. Yes, and I do all the time. <laughs> I I probably eat more White Castle than anyone you know. Dude, they've come a long way. White Castle. They have all kinds of shit They're, in there. Their menu is impressive. It's it's insane. Their menu there's and it's like a lot of good. They have they have twenty four seven breakfast, which is amazing. They have these breakfast sliders. Oh, dude, so good. And, I mean, the but people you know, that work. Go ahead. They have all these like crazy newer options, but I when know. I go, I still gotta get the I still gotta get the burgers. Dude, no, their fish sandwiches are great. They got that pan. Dude, all their seafood. Yeah. They got they got clam strips. Oh, the clam strips are, are the bomb dude they're fucking every time every time i tell someone the clam shrimps are good and they don't believe me they'll try them and they're like you were right these are good i swear the clam shrimps are they're they're made of magic now they have this new thing though shrimp nibblings and me and danny love these goddamn things they're (laughs) so good uh white castle also has one of the best mozzarella sticks in the world oh i've never had their mozzarella sticks oh my god thanks for telling me that josh (laughs) You bastard. Easily the, it's easily the best fast food box. And they have the Impossible like, Burger. They have a Sloppy Joe. Yeah. I mean, they have everything. Yeah. Sloppy Joe, they have pulled pork now. <laughs> and you know, they're not a franchise. They're a, uh, independent. They're, they're, a, they're not a franchise. You can't get a White Castle franchise. They're a, fa- they're a family-owned business. I guess that's a good thing, right? So it doesn't get like overexposed or diluted. I think they have some of the most miserable workers on the planet, though. <laughs> I don't know about that. I actually, I have a friend that used to work at a White Castle, and he said that, like, it wasn't bad, and he said that it's way cleaner than you think it would be. No, but I'm just, I'm just very... saying, my, my, you know, experience with White Castle, with people that work at White Castle, is just, because it's like 24 hours, people are always coming, yeah. it's nonstop, and they're just like, you know. And, you remember Roy Rogers? Deal, like, drunk people. Oh yeah, I remember. I, I used to love Roy Rogers. I love Roy Rogers, but I remember the the ones at the rest areas. Those Roy Rogers have ha, there's still a couple of them. But they would have the most miserable workers on the planet. <laughs> yeah, I always felt like those weren't real Roy Rogers. They would just like put chicken out under the heat lamp, and like the skin would be all like hard. Like by the time you got to it. Oh yeah, the ro- the real Roy Rogers, the drive through and shit. That was fucking awesome. That was really good. Um, you know, every time I go to a Burger King, the employees are miserable. So I like just have this opinion of Burger King that's just a miserable company. Yeah, Burger King. A lot of times, you know what I do, and they, I think it pisses them off. I go to Burger King and I order. Um, they have the dollar cheeseburgers now, and I order them without ketchup, so they got to make me a fresh one. <laughs> right. Well, and then I, ask I for, mean, and then I ask for ketchup before I drive away. <laughs> oh, that is a dick move. <laughs> no, but I have it your way. But I order onion rings or something, so it looks like the uh, okay. ketchup's for the onion rings. <laughs> um, that's a trick, people. That's what you can do. If you order something like no ketchup, then they got to make you a fresh one. Unless, yeah, yeah, yeah. unless they I, just I, wipe the ketchup I, off. 
like I go ahead. like I knew about that tip, you know. But it's like I always feel bad for the employees. Like I don't want to be like that guy either. That makes me do extra work. Like it makes me feel bad. Oh my god, Josh! You you're just fuck. You have like the nice guy disease, really bad. Fuck. <laughs> hey, you know what? I have a line, and we all learned a line was recently. I won't let psychopaths crash on my floor. So I'm not that nice. <laughs> I know, dude. I'm still pissed about that, dude. Fuck. You're pissed about what? That I won't let him stay here. That he even no. That he even thought for a second he could stay on your floor. <laughs> I'm having a fucking talk with that guy. Like, listen, dude, if anybody's staying on Josh's floor, it's Anthony <laughs> Quinn. <laughs> Anthony Quinn, if you stay on my floor, that's it, man. You're, you're not eating past eight. You're going out for runs with me. We're going to go running. We're going to go running. I don't care if I have to run real slow. We're going running. <laughs> Joshua. If you stay here, I'm taking, I'm taking you to boot camp. I'm going to Josh Wells boot camp. That fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. So, um, what was I going to say? But I don't know, man. I mean, you know, I'm just trying. Uh, I'm, it, fast food is so tempting for me, man. And Once I start eating fast food, it's hard for me to stop, dude. It's definitely addictive. Yeah, I mean, I, and I don't even know what it is. Is it like that it's quick and easy, or do you think there's like actually stuff in it? Like, I don't, I, I fucking love fast food. I like, I do. Like, Dude, I, it's not, I, it's like, not drugs. I, it's just salty meat and cheese and yeah, a beautiful yeah. bun. So it's like you know, your the the receptors <laughs> in your brain. Some of it has MSG and stuff in it to to right. you know, like a Dorito. You eat a Dorito. Why do you think people like Doritos so much? Because they, you know, they put, it's not that they're putting microchips or chemical, well, some chemicals for like color and stuff, but they, you know, they try to hit the receptors in your, in your, your brain. So for your your dopamine receptors or whatever, and that's what it is. You're getting high off the fast food. So when you're used to getting high off that fast food and then you take it away, you know, like me right now, I'm still full. I ate a whole can of beans. But the prospect of this fast food, my mouth is watering. I swear to God. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking about your floor. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. So, so let's talk about this real quick. So have you – do you eat inappropriately? Do you eat at any inappropriate times? Have you ever had a food hangover? Uh, well, I mean like I'm – I just feel like I'm reckless with eating. Like, uh, I, I, like sometimes, like I'll just eat late or I'll eat too much or it's just what I'm eating, which is, you know, like a lot of fast food, a lot of processed stuff. Um, I don't know if I've ever had a food hangover though. Like, did you ever wake up the I mean, next day and be like, oh, it's those cookies or, oh, it was the, you know, the cheesesteak in the middle of the night? No, well, you probably woke up from, from a lot of drinking hangovers. You, do you get hangovers from yeah. drinking? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I think, like, once you, like, get drinking hangovers, like, any other kind of hangover seems like a walk in the park. You're like, a food hangover? I wish. Brother, (laughs) you have no idea how my food hangovers are. (laughs) No, um, that's one of the the reasons why I don't drink is um, I was a heavy heavy hitter, weekend warrior um, with the drinking, but I always got sick. I was always sick, and I would be badly hungover. 
And then you know how it is. You eat some greasy food, and you're ready to go out that night again. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I mean, I still do that. Yeah, absolutely. I know. I'm you like, oh, I'm not. You wake up and you're like, I'm not doing anything tonight. And then, like, you know, you get like a bacon, egg, and cheese in your system, and you're like, I'm ready, baby. We're back. Back in business. We're back. Have you ever gotten? A, have you ever gotten a second wind while you were drinking? Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, uh, probably a lot, uh, you know, like, especially like when you do like uh, brunch or day drinking or something, you know, and uh, you start early. So it's like, I'll get drunk early in the day. And then like, I'll get sluggish. And I'm like, oh, I need a nap. But man, if I could like close my eyes for 20 minutes, maybe eat a quick thing, preferably greasy, maybe some potato chips or something. Like I could, I could bounce right back from that. You know? Or if you do like a shot of whiskey, right? <laughs> yeah, that'll do it too. Uh, but I, I also know. Look, I, 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 I still every now and then fuck with shots of whiskey. But like, I know where the shot of whiskey ends. Like, it, there's no, there's no coming back from it. You know, like it never gets better after the shot of whiskey. Whiskey's not a bad, not as bad as tequila though. Tequila is the one that will. Uh, uh, and, I, and I actually like tequila a lot. Like, oh, I love uh, it too. And I just. Just recently, uh, uh, we went out to like Mexico City right before the pandemic to hang out. Like we went on vacation there, and we were drinking tequila and mezcal. And like I just kind of came back with a with a with a taste for that. Like uh, I don't know, I'm really into it now. Well, dude, margaritas? Are you crazy? How, okay, how do you like your margarita, Josh? Be honest with me. What do you mean, like uh, if you're going to order a margarita, I mean, I, frozen or or on ice? Uh, honestly, I prefer on ice. Yes, all uh, right. I don't drink, but yes. <laughs> yeah, the frozen, like I get it, but it's like uh, like drinking a slurpee. I don't know. It's yeah, weird. no, you got to get it on ice with salt. Yes. The only time like the frozen is good is like when you're in a place like New Orleans where you can like drink in the streets. So like the frozen one travels better, you know. Okay, yeah, I mean I'll give you that, but but if you're at a place that makes good martinis, you want them on the rocks. And I used to drink these. Oh mar- yeah, mar- totally. I used to drink these martinis. They would call them a Cadillac martini or a Golden Grand, where they add some Grand Marnier, and it gives it oh, like geez. a little bit of an orange flavor. Yeah, it's fucking. I don't drink, but um, after two of those. Anything, anything's possible, brother. Yeah. <laughs> the world is a better place. You're not worried about global warming or anything like that. <laughs> we used to go to this place, uh, East LA's in Hoboken when I was like a little <laughs> younger, and they would they, they have like a three margarita maximum. Like you can't, you're not allowed to order a fourth one. <laughs> And you're this just is, like you drink three of these, and you're just like you're done. That's it. You're this, finished. Like, this is New Jersey, night, man. Night over. This is New Jersey. All right. So, all right. So, have you have you ever seen? You know, I'm trying to think. Like, um, so let's talk about addiction and unmanageability, right? So you, you're pretty much you've never really you've never got, had a problem with alcohol. You just kind of drink socially and you enjoy it, right? Uh, I like to think that sure. Like, uh, like uh, I'm not like I'm not like sneaking. I'm not like sneaking bottles at work or anything like that. Like, I pretty much only drink when I'm around other people. You got to put it in the toilet, like the Godfather, the gun in the Godfather. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I don't do any of that. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. So it seems to me personally, it seems like you have a good relationship with alcohol. You enjoy it. 
And, um, you know, there's so many different levels of social drinking and there's so many different levels of alcoholism. Um, so, all right. I mean, uh, it seems like some people in the scene right now are hitting the partying pretty hard. No, am I, am I just imagining that? I think the pandemic is kind of like shell shocked a lot of people and it's like, what else do you do with all this? Like, I don't know. It's just. It's just a weird time to be alive, and and, and I just think people are reaching out for things, you know, forms of release. It's just funny because when I came in the back in the comedy a few years ago, I was like, it's interesting because there's really no drugs. There's I was like you know when I was when I did yeah. com- when I did comedy many years ago, there was a lot of cocaine, a lot of drinking, right. and I didn't even really see that. But now I'm starting to see that a little more. Yeah, for a while, I was like, I remember when I first got into comedy, I was like surprised how boring people were. I was like, oh my God, I thought it was going to be like a nonstop party. And there were like so many people who were, didn't do drugs or were recovering from problems. Uh, you and know, you don't like, even do like, drugs. I'd have, I'd, have, I'd have comics catch me drinking and they'd be like, what are you drinking while telling jokes? And I'd be like, what? Like, that's a bad thing? And But now I, I feel like the pandemic has like kind of opened up the party in a bit more. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's you know, back back in my day, dude, it was, a, it was bars, you know? They, right. The bar scene was huge. It was when you could smoke in bars. It was when you could drink and drive and stuff. Um, and now you get... I was talking about this with, um, I think, Sherry the other day. Um, you know, you get more, you get three DWIs, dude, and you might lose your license forever. Definitely 10 years yeah. out in New York. But you get four... You get like three or four DWIs. They might take it away forever. It used to be people would get like seven, eight, ten DWIs. <laughs> lose their license for a couple years and then have a license again um so that has impacted the whole bar scene so i think you know it's 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 strange for me to like see people partying have you ever you've probably been to that place lenora's that um that um oh yeah yeah that place reminds that place reminds me of a 90s coke bar yeah, well, yeah, probably it's probably what it is. I I went there recently. I actually had a really good time. Like a lot of people were telling me, "Oh, it's a tough room," and this and that. And it was kind of tough, but I, I had a lot of fun there. The bartenders were nice. Uh, oh yeah, I did great there the other night. I did good there on Thursday. It was fun. It's just it's hard. A lot of people aren't used to like telling jokes in a bar like that, or like you know, um, in a bar, people aren't there to really see comedy. You know, they're there to be bar I mean, people. You know. <laughs> Right, that's the problem. It, it's a, it's an ambush on the bar, and that's kind of not fair to the comics. That like people like make these shows up, and then like it's like nobody knows there's a show going on. I don't well, know. Well, weird. they've been doing this for Wait. a while, so they know because when I get there, they're like, "Oh, you're the comedy night thing." That's right. But what I'm saying is, what like they're they're they would be there either way. You know, right. so they know about the comedy and they're receptive to it. Like I go around and juice people up a little bit, and um, and you know, it, it's cool. It's better than nothing, and it's better than a mic. That's for sure. You know, it was better than a mic. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I had a pretty good time last time I went there. I mean, one of the customers kind of got weird towards the end, end of the night, but uh, well, there's yeah. that guy Dimitri that hangs in the front, who's all fucking wasted the- all the time. 
<laughs> is that the is that the the Russian black guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that guy. Yeah, that guy. So that guy, man, he's such a maniac because he was like really nice to the first five comics. He was like <laughs> sitting in the front, so he, he would sit at the table closest to the comics, and he, he was being really receptive. And like, if you would like ask him questions, he would answer them. If you like, would crack a joke with his answers, like he would laugh with you. He wasn't like he wasn't against it. And then all of a sudden, uh, he got the check. And like he blew up on the bartender, saying that like he didn't pay, he didn't buy all those drinks, and he kind of like he kind of derailed the show. And I felt bad because he was so good for all the comics. And then like one comic tried to talk to him, and he was done with us. He was like, "Don't talk to me. He's like, stop talking to me. Move on to other people. Make them laugh. Don't make me laugh." And he's whoa, he was, Dimitri. He was like. He was like anti-comedy, but he was so nice before that. He was like, he went from my favorite guy to like my least favorite guy. He had a suit on the other night. He had a suit he on. He had a suit on the night I was there. Oh, yeah? He had a suit on. And, and, and that's what was funny. I mean, there's so much that's funny about him. He's a black Russian guy. He's sitting in this bar by himself with a suit. You're like, who's this guy? This guy's like contracted to kill somebody. Like, He's, I don't know, he man. Stinks to, he stunk to high heaven the other night. I don't know what was up. But he was, um, Cher Landman made a joke about how he stunk. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I guess if you're a very attractive woman, you could make jokes about how people stink. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I, I, I wouldn't even go there. I'd be like, man, those are fighting words, you know? Dude, I remember the first time I ever went there, maybe it was the second time, I walked in and they were playing pool. And I was like, all right, well, we're going to do comedy, but I can play pool too. And, and you know, if you guys want to play $20 a game. And uh, and Dimitri was like, they they ended early. He was like, you want to play? And I played him and I beat him. <laughs> and they played. Did you give me twenty dollars? No, I it wasn't. I said that, but we didn't play for twenty dollars. We just played, uh. and you know, I was I was actually kind of nervous because I wanted to finish up because I wanted to start the mic. Um, but yeah, I played him and I beat him. And then I was when I was doing my set, I was like, hey man, cool. I beat this guy in pool or whatever I said, and everybody cheered. And he got a little tight. He was like, let's pay for $1,000 or something like that. I don't know what he said, something like that. Uh, but um, but he's pretty cool. He, you know, it, it's he's a bar dude. He's always there, and he's always, you know, yeah. he's um, he's cool. I mean, that's it. I, it's You know, there's still people that go to the bars, Josh, but you just don't want to hang out with them. <laughs> I mean, I, I have a bar. I have a bar I frequent. I have like a, a neighborhood bar. In Jersey City, it's yeah, it's probably it's probably a little bit. It's probably a little. You're in, you're in North Bergen, right? Is that it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and mean, the bar I go to is very townish. It's a town bar. It's not very, you know, it's not very hip. Yeah, yeah. No, that's probably cool. I mean, I'm just saying, like. Um, they're probably old, uh, a lot of older hearts, uh, older old school people there or no? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. In yeah. fact, I like, I love, I love old drunks, man. They're, 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 those are my people. No, but that's the remnants of the old bar scene. What I'm talking about no, is, the, is the absolutely. new bar scene. I said, there's a new bar scene. There is, man. Oh, that, oh yeah, sure. <laughs> but you don't, you just don't want to hang in it. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I mean, maybe you do. I, I, you know, in cities, I'm sure in urban areas it's different, but um, like up where my kids live, Middletown, right? Middletown, right. New York. They used to have 40 bars in that town, and now there's like five 
or like even maybe three or four. So, you know, the bar scene just so different. So, all right. All right, that's interesting. That's interesting. I guess we're I guess we're gonna wrap up. What are we at? Yeah, yeah, I guess we're gonna wrap up. So, all right, so I'll ask you this. Is there is there a food that you just cannot resist? That when you see it, you have to eat it. It's a done deal. Doesn't matter what you've eaten already. Doesn't matter if you're on a diet or if it pisses anyone off. You're just eating it. Oh, my God. I don't, oh, man. Uh, maybe it's like, I don't know, tacos from Taco Bell. <laughs> maybe it's cinnamon rolls. I don't know. Whoa, you like cinnamon brownies. rolls? Okay. Dude, cinnamon rolls. Cinnamon rolls are great. I like coffee cake and brownies. And okay. All right. I, dude, I'm not going to lie to you, man. It's, it's pretty dull, Josh. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I wish I had something more exciting. I like coffee cake. I'm Josh Wells, and I like coffee cake. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. It's not like a good coffee cake, dude. Um, If you get like the uh, one... French fries, tater tots, you know, like fucking. I've had coffee cake from bakeries that are like have the big crumbs on them and stuff. Those are awesome. Yeah. If you get a good coffee Definitely. cake, but like, I had so many like the Drake coffee cakes and stuff, like Hostess coffee. I can't have any of those anymore. Um, oh, they, those are pretty good too. Yeah, they ruined Hostess apple pies and all that. I mean, they used to be. They're so small now. You know, they used to be so much bigger. Yeah. Um. All the fast food, the, the apple pie at fast food places is where it's at. Like the like the pocket one at McDonald's. Dude, you know, if you go, when I used to go to Amsterdam all the time. In Europe, they actually have the old McDonald's apple pies, the awesome fried ones. Do they really? Yeah, with the hot lava in them. Yeah, I mean, they did up to like, oh, shit. up to like, I think I went there last like 15 years ago or something. Something like that before my son was born. So, yeah, they used to have the, the, because they had the baked one here, but they had the fried one there with the hot lava in it. And it was, McDonald's is better over there, I think. Maybe because there's nothing else to eat in Amsterdam. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That's kind of interesting. No, I mean, yeah, there's stuff, you know, after going there so many times, I know a couple places to eat. But um, that part yeah. of Europe gets a little dodgy when it comes to food. <laughs> um, it's all about, like, we'll talk about this real quick, but I, if I travel places these days, Josh, I want to know somebody there. You know, or I want to be doing yeah. comedy work okay. and connect with people. Um, yeah. That way you get the inside scoop on where to eat. You know, you're not just, wa- I, I'm not, Anthony Quinn's not going to be wandering around anywhere with a map, okay? <laughs> Is that the Eiffel Tower? Um, so, have you ever been over to Europe, Josh? No, never. Okay. All right. Well, I'd like to, but you know, I ain't going nowhere for a while. We got yeah, we got to do some comedy in like like Ireland or something. They'll be like, these guys are pretty fucking funny. <laughs> Uh, I hope so. I hope it translates well. <laughs> we'll just have to say a couple for fuck's sakes <laughs> to your joke and add a for fuck's you want, sake. <laughs> you want me to pander? You want me to pander? That feels. You want? Feel oh, slightly. 
Let's talk about this. The other day I was telling you, I said, Josh, you're the dog's bollocks. And you were like, what? And I said, that means that that means something really good in England. Like that's what is it? dog's bollocks. What you bo- call me? The dog's? Dog's bollocks. The, the dog's, dog. You're the dog's bollocks, man. Is that dog balls? Yeah, but that's the best. That's the best because they, they, the thing comes from like dogs can lick their balls and that's a great thing. That's where the whole bollocks thing comes from. That's where the whole bollocks thing like comes from. I feel like you're fucking with me, Anthony Quinn. I feel like you're trying to pull my dog's balls. No, no, no. Amer- when I used to go to Amsterdam, English people would be like, America. They would get all drunk and they'd be like, Americans think they're the dog's bollocks. And I'd be like, why would we want to be the dog's balls? And then somebody was like, because that's really good. And if you see, um, they'll say it's the bullocks. Like if you hear, uh, like sometimes you'll hear it, some dialogue in an English movie or English TV show. They'll say, oh my God, it's the bullocks. Like it's the best. Okay. And you go in the message, you go, I'm not going to adopt it. (laughs) (laughs) Josh Wells and I am the bullocks. I'm not, I will not adopt the Bullocks. <laughs> oh man, I can't believe you're so mean to my Bullocks, dude. That's fucked up, Josh. This is, this is getting weird now. <laughs> oh, there's another, there's an English dessert called Spotted Dick. Would you, would you order that? Yeah. <laughs> is that like a sausage or something? No, it's a dessert. It's oh, a des- it's a dessert. Yeah, yeah, it's like a it's like a pudding type of thing. Oh, sure, I'd give it a shot. <laughs> so you'd order some spot. I feel dip. like, yeah, I feel like I feel like in comedy we know a lot of people that would not be able to order it because they're just fucking juveniles. But a I would order it. Sported dick. When I we used to go to this place that always had it, and I would always make the joke. I'd be like, yeah, if you order the spotted dick, they go back. And, uh, you know, have you drop something in the kitchen and bang you up the butt, and the next day you have a spotted dick. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm sure I'm sure that was a fresh joke to them. They're probably yeah, like, oh, I've never was... heard nothing like that before. <laughs> that no was wonder, a nice... No, that... wonder, no wonder people hate Americans. <laughs> no, this was in an American place. This was an American place. Yeah, uh, it, okay. I would joke because it was yeah, it was a place in Middletown. It was like a little pretentious to have it on the menu, so I would like joke about it and be like, "Come back yeah, for some." Spotted s- dick in. <laughs> yeah, spotted dick in Middletown. Oh yeah, yeah. It's you know, it's like a, it's a uh, you know, it's a if you have like a restaurant, um, French restaurant, or or you know, a lot of times they'll have something like that on the menu. If they're trying to be fancy. It's a very popular dessert. Very popular dessert. Okay, so enough about Spotted Dick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> please don't have your dick spotted, but have Spotted Dick. Um, oh, boy. Anyway, so we're going to wrap up. But um, Josh, what's your Instagram? Just in case people want to follow you. Uh, follow me at Josh Ain't Funny on Instagram and Twitter and subscribe to my newsletter, joshwells.substack.com. Do it. It's dope. How is the newsletter going? How many subscribers do you have? I don't know. <laughs> I, should, I should probably know these things. I'm, I'm the worst. I, I, I like, 
I, about, I get like 80 to 100 readers a week. Like I get these like weekly stats, but uh, I don't know how many people are subscribed to it. <laughs> that's the best answer, man. That's what you always say. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to be over-invested in the numbers because then like I'll, I won't enjoy it for the reasons. You know what I'm saying? Like I started it for like certain reasons. Like I enjoy doing it. I don't yeah. want to get too obsessed with that sort of stuff. No, um, I I totally agree, dude. And um, like the the people want me to do commercials and stuff because there's some monetary incentive I could probably get, but it's so it's not a lot of money. And you know, right. I'm more concerned with the content at this point, and you know, enjoying doing it. Um, I think once you get better at it, you know, and then people will notice. And I, I like things to happen organically. You know, and then when you have yeah. organic success like that, then you have something to actually publicize. Um, so that's what I'm trying to do. But but yeah, no, uh, your newsletter, go to his newsletter, Substack. What is it, Substack.com? Joshwells.substack.com. Uh, Joshwells.substack.com. Yes. Go yeah. there. Read it. Subscribe. Tell your friends. <laughs> Once a week, that's it. That's all you get from me. Once a week. Once a week. Oh, what's up with your with your um your freaking thing, man? There's some weird matchups on there, man. What March Madness? Yeah. Uh, my uh, best front best front person ever. Yeah. Who who you had Stevie Nicks up against somebody weird? Who was it? Uh, today. Uh, who was it? Um, fuck. There were some good. There were some good matchups today. And uh, and they're all slipping my mind. Iggy Pop versus David Lee Roth might have been my favorite matchup. Today. Who beat Bob Marley again? Do you remember? I think Bob Marley just lost to Prince last week. Oh, did he? Okay, I don't mind if yeah, I, yeah. Oh, that's what it was. He won, but he won. I bitched about it because he won by like he didn't win by that much, and I was like, he should win by more. He's Bob Marley. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You have, you have some. You got some really hot takes about it. <laughs> I actually like people like you who come around after the matchup and like they like type a paragraph out. I'm like, yes, that's what I want. I never Stevie, see. That. Okay. Go ahead. Stevie Nicks lost to David Bowie today. Yeah, I mean, dude, is there even a fucking right? And it was close, right? Who the fuck is gonna pick Stevie Nicks over David Bowie? I don't know if it was. Votes. It was the first of 14 votes wins, and Stevie Nicks only got eight votes. I mean, I, I don't know if that's close. Dude, I mean, eight people picked Stevie Nicks over David Bowie. Who the fuck are these people? <laughs> Yo, Stevie Nicks is dope, man. <laughs> Stevie Nicks Stevie is Nicks. dope. <laughs> she probably has, uh, she's a better singer. She's a better singer than David Bowie. She's got a better singing voice. We can agree on that, right? Dude, I'm not crazy about her singing voice. You know, it's like she's she. Oh, I think you're David crazy. Bowie I mean, David just Bowie. David Bowie just had his own thing though. He's so original, man. Nobody was putting shit like think, that out when he was putting that shit out. He's I got, do think David Bowie's a complete package. But you know, what? you ever see like that meme that that goes around every now and then about Stevie Nicks about how uh, she wrote songs about cheating on her ex boyfriend and then sings them with that ex-boyfriend playing guitar in the band. Like, I don't know. Like, she's just like, she's got like a, a certain edge to her. Whoa. Okay. But, you know, like honestly, dude, I'm not even that big of a David Bowie fan. 
I don't really like right. his music that much. I mean, it's okay. There's a couple hits that I think is okay. And I was not happy with the fact somebody went to see David Bowie and he didn't play any of his old stuff. I mean, that's... I think that's ridiculous. Um, if you're... if you, Yeah, he was... Yeah, go ahead. He was he was one of those guys, I think, that he's like, uh, I, he doesn't see the value in playing the old stuff. I heard I Neil Young's stuff. like I that, too. I heard Neil Young's like yeah. that, too. Yeah. I have a friend who said he saw Neil Young and it was like his least favorite concert ever. It was like two hours long and all not hits. Yeah, yeah. You know, give him Southern Manhood Heart of Gold. What is it? Take 10 minutes out of your total set and then just do what you want, you know? I mean, if he didn't play Southern Man and I saw him, I'd probably hit him with a fucking beer bottle. I mean, uh, what's that one from Harvest 2? Um, this Harvest Moon, is that what it's called? I mean, some really good songs that he has. If he just he yeah. didn't play that, dude, I mean, he deserves to get hit with a beer bottle or something. <laughs> I mean, it's just yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, I don't think Neil Young... <laughs> I don't know, it's weird, because we're comics, so we thrive on constantly playing new stuff, you know? But then, like, when musicians want to play new stuff, we're like, play the hits, you know? But, like, maybe they're just like us. Maybe they're tired of their old shit. Yeah, but dude, no, they're not just like, Neil Young is not just like us, dude. The thing is, the reason why you know who Neil Young is is because of those hits. So when people buy a ticket, it's because of the hits. You know, so you have to, you have to mix the hits in. The dude is just an evil fucking maniac. You know, it's ridiculous. I I, I mostly agree with you. I just can see how somebody could get tired of their own material yeah but who cares when when they've been around for that long when you're a comic it's different though when you're singing a song there's different ways to sing it you could have the crowd sing it you're a performer you're there to make you know that's what i'm saying when they then don't go on fucking tour and just keep releasing studio albums you know and see if they take and then go play that music you know i don't you know i'm just saying i've been to a billion concerts dude a trillion all I used to do was go to concerts. And um, I'm pissed now that Ween, you know who Ween is? Are you a Ween fan? I'm not really a fan. Like, I know who they are. I'm a huge, huge fan. And I used to go to concerts, Ween concerts, years ago. And they used to play all the songs. All the songs. And now, they have, like, this big following that they got from Fish. Because Fish liked them. So now there's it's, like, a yeah. huge thing. Everybody loves them. And they... When they tour now, they don't play the same song twice or some shit like that. Like they play different songs at every appearance. And, you know, I'm not going to be seeing them again. You know, I won't be seeing them because it's... Yeah, it's weird. Like that kind of stuff rewards like the super fans who know all the stuff, but like then it kind of punishes... What most of the people are there. But I was a super fan, dude. I used to go see them. I used to see my bands that I listened to everywhere in the tri-state area. I went to Allentown to see them, dude. You know, at a bar. At a little, at a bar that we would not enjoy doing comedy in. (laughs) You know, I mean, it it wasn't really even suited for comedy, much less a band. And I don't know, you know, I... I don't like to be gatekeeper-ish, but um, I'm a big music fan. So we're going to have to have some kind of a music podcast someday. <laughs> you, know who play, you know who plays the hits? You know who, who gives a hell of a concert? The Foo Fighters. Yeah, well, Dave Grohl, he's such a... 
you know, I try to say bad stuff about the guy, but the more I learn about him, the more the more he seems like a righteous dude. Um, I gotta tell you, I'm not I'm not even a big Foo Fighters fan. I don't even like I don't really listen to Foo Fighters albums, but I've seen them live twice now, and they're one of the greatest concerts I've ever been to both times because they just you don't realize it, but like they've been putting out hit music, hit hit songs that you know for like the past 15 plus years. More than 15 years. Yeah, they're one of those bands where, like, if you asked me to name five Foo Fighters songs, I couldn't. But if I heard all the Food Fighters so- Foo Fighters songs, I would know at least five hits. You would know the choruses. You would be able to sing along to the chorus. I would recognize the song, yeah. I don't know the yeah. names to it, but I would recognize it. I mean, to be quite honest with you, their music's a little generic and poppy. Um, I'm not really that into it, but... The dude, you know, Dave Grohl seems like a, a showman, you know? Yeah, he, he is. He seems like he's really into what he does, and that's what I'm attracted to, conviction. You know, is people yeah. that really want to go out and do it. So I would go see the Foo Fighters, but... Um, you should. I think I think everyone should. I think everyone should see the Foo Fighters once. I totally believe that. Yeah. I, only because, like, what you said about concerts, like what Neil Young does is, like, kind of like, you know, like, ugh, like, it, it's aggravating. But, like, the Foo Fighters are the complete opposite. They're fucking heroes, man. They, they come out, they play all the songs that they know you want to hear. They, all of them. Well, and yeah. it's just incredible. They put on a show, the, the drummer and Dave, like, they switch spots, and sometimes, like, they have special guests. And Dave Grohl's daughter sings a song. It's, I, yeah, I, that's, what it, that's what it's about, dude. It's about making everybody feel like this is the only show. This is the, yeah. you know, this... You can't have people think that you're just coming to... to I mean, I can't... I, the more I think about it, the more it pisses me off that Neil Young just... Con, I mean, you are you that much of an egomaniac that you're going to hold everybody at the fucking concert hostage? That's what he did. He held those people right. hostage. And it's, you know, it, it's... it's <laughs> Let's go find Neil Young. <laughs> That's it. We're coming for you, Neil. We're outside Neil Young's house right now. <laughs> and we want to ask him, why don't you play the hits, Neil? <laughs> he's got to uh, be I've old seen, um, now, right? He's got to be. Uh, he's a, Yeah, he's up there. I've seen Bob Dylan twice and both times not good. And I like Bob Dylan. I'm a Bob Dylan fan and uh, not good, but... Yeah, I mean, they say that he was never really the same after the accident he had, right? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I feel like the thing about Dylan is he's always been pissing people off. It, you know, when he first got popular, he became popular for doing folk music. So what did he do? He went electric, and everyone got mad at him. He did a tour of Europe, and everyone booed him as soon as he plugged his guitar in because they wanted to hear, you know, how many roads or whatever. Uh, he just... You know, in in the late seventies, early eighties, he found Jesus, and he started writing albums about Jesus. And, and he's he's always finding a way to piss his fan base off, and he doesn't care. He just doesn't care because he's Bob fucking Dylan. That's what he's always done is piss people off. So it's just like yeah, don't, I don't know. If, to be a to ahead. be a fan of Bob Dylan is to accept that. I feel like I've totally derailed your food addiction. No, 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 no. This this podcast <laughs> is about my life. And my life, right, right, this uh, music is a big part of my life. The one thing about Bob Dylan is, like, I remember he was doing that thing where he had that weird hat on. You ever see that? He yeah. was like, He would, like, wear that, like, weird, like, was it a Mad Hatter hat or something? It was very strange. Know, he had, like, weird, weird hat phases. He, well, he had, like, a whole outfit on. And I was just like, 
it, it really hurt my image of Bob Dylan. Like he was doing some thing on TV and he had some like get up on. It was, I mean, he probably liked it, but I thought it was, I mean, that dude, like his early music was revolutionary. You know, it was yeah, like, absolutely. I mean, it was, it was um, a little on the pretentious side, but, but really good. Um, I saw some dude one time, you know, David Van Ronk, you ever hear of him? Who? His name's David Van oh. Ronk. Yeah, he was like a he was like a Greenwich Village guy. He like kind of came up with Dylan. Yeah, they right? say that um that the night that Dylan got uh, discovered, that David Van Ronk was supposed to play, but he didn't show up or something. He was like wasted and he didn't show up, and the talent scout was there to see him, but he saw Bob Dylan. Because wow. any given night, I mean that's what. That's what the village was like at that point, you know? They were cherry-picking folk acts left and right at that time. Yeah, I saw this guy, David Van Rock. He's dead now, but I saw him in Sugarloaf. And he it was it was funny because he's like this old blues guy or whatever. And um, great. He was great, too. Um, but he came, and it was like he was in this little tiny Volkswagen bug with this very young chick. I don't know if it was his daughter but um, it was pretty interesting. And he got out and he was cu- kind of a prima donna a little bit, like acting like a big shot. But it was funny to see this guy get out of this little tiny Volkswagen. I mean, I think it was a bug. It was tiny. I don't even think it was like a new Beetle. I think it was like an old bug. And he just gets out of this bug. It was pretty funny. So My favorite my favorite David Van Rock story is uh, he used to do a cover of House of the Rising Sun in his heyday in the village or whatnot uh, when they were young. And, and he said he was like kind of known for, for it. And when Bob Dylan put out his first album, Bob Dylan put a cover of House of the Rising Sun on his album. And it was before the animals did it. So Bob Dylan kind of one up them. And now Bob Dylan was the guy who did House of the Rising Sun. So then when the animals came out with their version, they blew Bob Dylan's version out of the water. And David Van Rock was like, I was secretly rooting for the animals to have the better version, obviously. <laughs> They're the ones that did the We Gotta Get Out of This Place, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did it's you... kind of cool to see like some of these old guys be so honest about their pettiness. Did you ever hear Jello Biafra do that with DOA? House of the Rising Sun? No, We Gotta Get Out of This Place? Uh, no, no, I don't think I have. Oh my God, go look that up right away fucking unbelievable I'll check it out yeah unbelievable better than the animals ver- I mean I, I don't know if you could ever say better than the original but as good or, or you know it's really interesting and Jello that was when Jello wasn't such a sellout like he is now um but how I, is Jello a sell- I don't think Jello is a sellout Jello runs a, the same record label he's been running since the the 80s like yeah, he's a little bit of a sellout. I don't know. I hear him. I don't know. You know, it is. You can only be so hardcore for so long. You know, um, he's I one guess. of. My, I, just, I mean, he's one of my he's heroes. He's really one of my heroes. But um, you know, I don't know. It's it's. I I'm really pissed that he never got back together with um the dead Kennedys. I saw the the only time I saw the dead Kennedys was without him, and um, they I think, don't get a they don't get a they don't get along. I mean, why? why so? Doesn't he throw in a band that he doesn't... So? Who cares? Put it together, they dude. They do. 
Well, I gotta go see some all... shitty band that Jello plays with. I gotta go see the Melvins. I don't think so. <laughs> then uh, you know, get mad at. Are you mad at David Byrne and the Talking Heads? No, I don't. I don't really care about that. I mean, they were okay, but the Dead Kennedys, dude. You know, I mean, at the bedtime for democracy wasn't even that good. I think they were they were on their way out anyway. But they could do a reunion show or something. You know, I don't know. It is what it is. I think if anything, the other Dead Kennedys are the sellouts because they just replaced Jello with some other dude and kept using the name. I mean, for they waited a long time though. They waited many, yeah, but, many years. But they did it. Jello Bianca tours on his own name. He doesn't. Yeah, you know, I mean, sure, he plays the the, the Dead Kennedy songs, but he doesn't advertise himself as Jello Bianca of the Dead Kennedy. No, but he got He's a Jello lot of Biafra. criticism for his spoken word albums and for his spoken word performances. He would charge. A I don't. Yeah, but the, go ahead. Well, I but, mean, Henry Rollins does that. Yeah, he's a sellout too. Nobody's more of a sellout <laughs> than Henry Rollins. Holy shit. <laughs> Are you crazy? I what a softcore piece of shit he turned into, man. I used to love Henry <laughs> Rollins, man. I think he'll admit it, too. He's like, uh, he's, his whole philosophy is take the job. Yeah, he's... He, but, I mean, I remember after Black Flag, when he had the Rollins band, like the... the What is it? The Machine album? What is it? What's that album? Hot. Uh, I don't remember the first one. I, I, I got into them when they put out Wait with the Liar on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Hot Animal Machine, I think it was called. That was a fucking great album. I remember seeing him a couple times on that album. but um, And he was the worst Black Flag. I like Chavo better than him, and I like Keith Morris better than him. He was still good yeah, in I think Black I'm a Flag, Ke though. I think I'm a Keith Morris guy, but I like some of the Rollins stuff. Like, I, I don't... Of course, yeah. I don't think it's all bad. Dude, it's not bad at all. It's fucking great. I mean, he was great in Black Flag. But Chavo was good too, and, and Keith Morris. It was just Keith Morris. It was so early when Keith, Mo Keith Morris did it. I mean, they were just, it was like, you know, people were like listening to disco and shit, and they're putting out Nervous Breakdown. It's like, holy fuck. Yeah. And the Ramones. I mean, anybody who doesn't think the Ramones are really the grandfathers of punk, they're out of their fucking mind. You know, if you listen to those songs, I mean, it was like in the 70s and they're putting this shit out in their garage. It's out of, it's unconceivable to me, you know? Yeah. So I'm the biggest. I almost wish I could go. Go ahead. I almost wish I could go back and have that experience. Like, I almost wish I could hear the Ramones, like, as like a fresh, like, I love the Ramones. I really do. But it's like, the first time I heard the Ramones, like, I, I just wish I could have heard it as like this new thing, whereas like. By the time I heard it, they'd influenced everything that came after that. So they had already sounded like things I'd heard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's documented that The Clash went and saw The Ramones and then started The Clash. Um, I mean, The Ramones, they, they put down the, the groundwork. They, they, they put out the, the, like, the mathematical theory of punk rock where it's like, you know, just fucking fast and furious, man. You know, make it catchy. Did you ever see them live? The Ramones, no. Yeah, I saw uh, them live you know. a couple times, but by the time I saw them, I mean, you know, it was, it wasn't, it was okay. It was okay. Yeah, I mean, if I, if I would have saw them live, I would have been like 13 at Lollapalooza. Like, I wasn't really going to festivals at that age. Yeah, yeah, well, no, it wasn't even festivals. I saw them in a, I saw them in a club, couple club shows. Um, right. You know, but I mean, you know, it's, it's. 
I think I saw him at Lollapalooza or something too. I don't know. I saw him, but the the two times I saw him in a club show, um, you know, they were all right. I mean, you know, it, it's it just wasn't the same. I mean, they're not the best musicians, you know. I mean, you could probably learn a Ramon song on any instrument in a weekend. <laughs> right, uh, but I mean, that's kind of like that's kind of what people love about them. You know, that's, that's the brilliance. Their, I don't know, that's, that's the yeah. brilliance that they did that. It's all heart. It's all yeah. heart. And people oh. love that shit. You know, you gotta love heart. Yeah, man. Anyone's got a problem with the fucking Ramon. The first, I, the best Ramon albums you can get, it's called All That Stuff and More, Volume 1 and 2. That's the absolute best Ramones you can have. So... <laughs> It's just like an anthology. I mean, at this point, like, I'll just put the Ramones on Spotify sometimes and shuffle play whatever. Yeah, but I mean, it doesn't and have, I'll like, the, it doesn't have the older stuff like the KKK took my baby away. I mean, there's some good songs it doesn't have, but it has all the early stuff, dude. Like, you know, right. just just so many. All the stuff, all the original cuts of it. It has live cuts. And it just has everything, like the needles and pins and everything and and the bird song, bop, 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 meow, meow, meow. I mean, it's just, it just yeah. has. Surfing bird. Yeah, surfing bird. Yeah, that's it. It just has, has all that stuff, and it's, it's, it's amazing. All right, well, listen, we're going to wrap up, but I'd like to thank Josh Wells so much for being on this podcast. Oh, yeah. And this podcast, actually, we can bullshit more on. <laughs> okay. Obviously. We can bullshit well, on either one. I know. With the, <laughs> Go ahead. I, I like ending on the Ramones. I think it's a great ending point of any conversation. Dude, you know what's funny? Um, I ha- I have two. I have the all all that stuff and more. Volume one and two in my car, and that all that works is my CD player. So me and my kids have listened to that so many times, and they love the Ramones. They know every song. <laughs> But, I mean, they're catchy. I feel like I feel like anyone can love the Ramones. I mean, honest. Some of the songs do sound the same. You know, I get confused sometimes. Some of them sound like other ones, but it's still amazing. It's still amazing. All right, Josh. So we're gonna talk to you soon, bud. Be well. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. All right. Cheers. Yes, everybody. Josh Wells. Um, that's one of my you know good friends in comedy. I like talking to him about everything. And uh, we'll have them on some other time. Cheers.